Welcome back, Houston. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Let's go straight out to the HRMP guest line, being joined by Kadri Ismail, 10-year NFL wide receiver, Super Bowl champion for the Baltimore Ravens. He's co-host of Purple Pregame and Postgame on WJZ-TV in Baltimore. Uh, Kadri, thanks so much for taking a few minutes with the Killer Bees. Big game coming up on Saturday. Uh, we both think Lamar ahead of CJ at the quarterback advantage. It was a heated argument with a couple different hosts at our station. Where do you stand on that side of the argument? I think I know your answer, but how close do you think CJ is as an outsider to being on that same top tier with Lamar Jackson? Yeah, no, I think if you look at the way uh, rookie quarterbacks have played over the last, what, you know, 10 years or so, you could point to Lamar Jackson and say that, man, you know, he kind of had a, a decent rookie year, and then he obviously blew up his second year. If you look at other quarterbacks, they've kind of, you know, kind of went through the carousel of hard knocks with life in the NFL, and uh, so be it. Whereas for CJ, uh, to do what he's done is really remarkable. I think, um, you know, D'Amico Ryan's being a, a rookie head coach, uh, although I, I, you know, a lot of guys in NFL circles knew that he'd be a phenomenal leader in, in the whole nine yards, but, you know, there's the politics of trying to run a, a uh, coaching staff and, and get on the same page with one another and all that. But with that said, I think he put TJ and the entire Houston Texans offense uh, in a good working environment that allowed for CJ to flourish and, you know, Credit CJ as well for his uh, maturity and and not sitting back and just thinking ah yeah yeah I'm here in the NFL and you know sit back and and kind of take it for granted he he went out there and, and did his thing so very impressive and and hats off to him. Kadri, I'm curious when looking at this Ravens team because we know if whether Mark Andrews comes back or not we know in the past Lamar has based that's been his his security blanket, and he loves throwing to him. But we heard in the offseason, we know with the new OC, we knew that there was going to be a little bit different focus on trying to give more weapons and upgrade the receiving crew. Look, we know coming in what Tank Dell meant to this team and how great he was. When you talk about Zay Flowers and those guys and where they were in the draft and how they were compared, and then even OBJ, can you talk about how different or how much better Lamar and the offense has been because of the fact that he has so many more weapons around him now? Yeah, I think the offense has done a complete change, period, end of discussion. Uh, when you look at, you know, what Greg Roman was about, it was about the tight end position. It was about the running game and it was about utilizing Lamar Jackson, uh, and his skill sets as a runner. Clearly, they were, you know, throwing the football down the field, but, but now I think with Todd Munkin and, you know, what Eric DeCosta has done as far as bringing in guys like Odell Beckham Jr., guys like uh, Nelson Aguilar and, um, you know, drafting a Zay Flowers, it, it put this offense in a different light. And it was defend 53 in the third with the motto that Todd Munkin talked about. Uh, and we've seen that throughout the year. We've seen where this offense has grown. Lamar has grown. He's uh, given more and more responsibility as far as, what he sees and what he feels he can do and operate within the offense. Um, the, the games that they've lost, they've beaten themselves rather than the other team taking it to 
Lamar Jackson and, and this Ravens offense. And, and that's saying a lot. You know, they really have uh, flourished under uh, Tom Munkin. Yeah, I think, they're the, I think they're the best team in the NFL. Kadri Ismail is our guest on the HRMP guest line, 10-year NFL vet, uh, Super Bowl champion, the missile, uh, as you everybody knows him as. Marlon Humphrey has been ruled out for this game. How big of a loss is this for Baltimore's defense? It's huge. It's 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 a a loss that uh, I was hoping he would be able to get back. Um, when he talked about his calf and and the strain that it was, uh, it's interesting because for Marlon, he's a real quirky personality type of a guy, but he's just such a a fierce competitor. And guys, once they get past his quirkiness, they realize that you know he's just such a. A, a, a great teammate and he's an awesome guy to have on the field and you know keep guys you know motivated and locked in um i think it's going to be interesting to see how you know the the rotation happens you know opposite brandon stevens who he in his own right has had a remarkable year and i know they rested him um you know the final game against pittsburgh but he'll be back healthy so that's a good sign but uh yeah marlin is, is definitely a, a big big loss Connor, can you talk about, I'm, I'm curious because there's been conversations here as well. We heard D'Amico talk during the week. These two teams played in week one. It's a totally different ball game for both teams now as we look at this round of the playoffs. But what has changed the most between the Ravens in week one and, and the Ravens team now that I agree with Jeremy is the Super Bowl favorite in how dominant they have been this year? Well, I, I think their consistency of, of getting better offensively, but... It's their defense. It's the the tenaciousness, the uh, aggressive, violent, um, intimidating nature of the defense that has really turned the tide. Uh, really changed the way you know Mike McDonald, the defense coordinator. They really changed the way uh, teams uh, can come into either M&T Bank Stadium or if, if they're going on a road, um, how they play their offense. Um, they can't just think that. Oh, we're going to run the same things and expect to uh, be successful. You know, Mike McDonald is given you know different quarterbacks fits by showing different looks. And again, you know, you you just talk about you know, for example, the defensive front has really been aggressive of getting after it, and uh, it's it's really impressive how uh, you know Mike McDonald has those guys playing. I think that's that's really been the biggest difference between uh, week one and now. You see a, a, a completely different uh, mindset. You know, from a team that that you know, people are like, all right, you know, we'll we'll see how it all works in year two for, you know, Mike McDonald's defense. They're pretty good, but but now you know, uh, this is a very formidable um, defense, and and they've proven it week in and week out. The the running attack fascinates me because uh, they lead the league and they lead the league by a mile. I mean, the the gap between them and Chicago, who's in second, is greater than the gap of Chicago and Atlanta, who's in ninth. So they didn't lead the league in rushing; they led the league in rushing by a lot. And they've lost two starting running backs. J.K. Dobbins, okay, can he stay healthy for a year? Got hurt in the Texans game. And then it's Keaton Mitchell. He looks really, really good. Uh, Gus Edwards, I mean, he falls into the end zone 13 times. Pretty incredible. I know Justice Hill's a nice piece. Lamar Jackson obviously leads the team in rushing. But how does this rushing attack with anybody, anybody carrying the pill have so much success? Well, I, I think it goes through the offensive line play. I think uh, Tyler Linderbaum, you know, Kevin Zeitler, um, Guys like that that have set the tone. Morgan Moses has contributed. Roddy Stanley has contributed. Um, they they they've 
they've just gelled well when it comes to their different schemes. I credit Todd Munkin also to to say, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But Todd, he's like, look, man, I, I'm I'm like the fifth fifty three and the third, but I'm no fool. If, if the running game <laughs> is going going well, then let's 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 cook with that and then go from there. And the fact that you have number eight, you know, at at at, at center, that that right there changes the game. You can't you know take anything for granted. If he's going to you know have the uh, the pin pull look, where either he's going to just go ahead and and give it to the running back or he's going to pull it. And if he's pulling it, now all of a sudden you've got a different set of problems. Uh, if you're a linebacker, if you're a DN, you know, it, it's not so simple as, oh, okay, we can key in on a running back or we can key in on these tendencies. I think all of it makes the running game go so well and, and why they've been so effective. Can you talk a little bit about uh, Lamar as well? I think he's going to win the MVP again, but, you know, we've seen – we saw – the, the guys that have the reputation. Look, here in Houston, James Harden, MVP guy, guy that had massive regular seasons and couldn't get it done in the playoffs. And and Lamar, whether you know he listens to the media or is on Twitter or not, he I, you got to believe a player kind of knows it's out there and he wants to dispel that. I mean, do you think that that weighs on a player like, like him? And, and, and as good as he's been knowing that, hey, look, it's not just about winning the big one. It's kind of like being able to bury that once and, for mo- once and for all with a run like they're set up to do right now. I think for Lamar Jackson, um, boy, if this was uh, you know a podcast, I'd probably use harsher language. <laughs> but I really don't think he cares, and and I, I think you know that the theme for him is stay locked in from jump the very beginning that he got drafted. He was like, look, I want to uh, reward the Baltimore Ravens and and the city of Baltimore with a world championship. That's my goal. That's what we're going to be. That's what we're going to be about. And that's his mindset, and that's been his mindset. And, you know, nothing less. And, and I think the maturity of being in his sixth year compared to, say, 2019 when he won the MVP is, is really pretty, pretty amazing because now he's, he's in a position where he's recognizing um, how to stay locked in, how to be a little bit more vocal, uh, both on the field and in the locker room. Um, you know, it's those little details, those intangibles that, you know, we all talk about, uh, but at the same time, you got to see it and, and make it happen if you're, you know, a, a quarterback. And I think Lamar Jackson is doing that, and that's why, number one, he's having the year he's having, but number two, the, the team has really rallied around him. So I really don't think he cares less about what anybody on the outside thinks. I think he's, you know, if anything, using his motivation to, as his own words, stay locked in. Kadri Ismail is our guest, Super Bowl champion, pre-postgame host in uh, TV in Baltimore. I'm always fascinated with this question. I'm curious your perspective of this as a, as a former player. Um, the The old debate of rust versus rest because I mean Lamar has been fantastic Lamar hasn't played a game in January last time he appeared in a game was December 31st what what is your perspective of you know that old rust conversation because it's going to be 20 days between games from Lamar yeah I I hear what you're saying um no question um you know I think that's something that he's going to have to you know navigate if you will uh navigate meaning that for him, I feel that he's going to be ready, but I think at the same time, you know, for for us, you know, looking at it, it's like, all right, how's he going to be? You know, he's 
then playing a the preseason, and then all of a sudden, you know, the regular season, it took him, you know, a few to kind of get in his rhythm, and once he got to his rhythm, off he went. So, yeah, it, it's one of those cases where, yeah, it, it's a gradual thing, and how do we see it? But I believe that the rhythm and, and the way in which his quarterback coach, T. Martin, and him are, are on the same page with his preparation, it's, it's not going to take long for him to go out there and be ready to do his thing and, and, and play well. Look, uh, before we wrap it up, just real quick, it, it, you said in the games the Ravens have lost, they beat themselves. From a Houston perspective, just from a game perspective, if the Ravens are, if the Texans have a chance to win this weekend, what has to happen? For the Texans to win? Yes. What's going to have to happen? Yes. For the Texans to win, um, it's going to have to be a little bit warmer. Uh, they're going to have to have the right mixture of tea on the sideline. No, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you? Where's he going with this? Going with this? <laughs> <laughs> I think for the Texans, literally, it's, it's obviously, you know, handling the road, handling the conditions. Um, it's it's Benico Ryan's uh, putting pressure on his, uh, you know, defensive staff to um, tell the, the guys to, to stay in their lanes, to, to not get fooled by the eye candy of the different blocking schemes and, you know, lose track of what Lamar Jackson can do. It's offensively, C.J. Stroud, don't let the game get too big. Um, if the, there are going to be some negative plays just because of what the Ravens do, but we're better than that. We're built to, to, to go four quarters. Uh, we're, we're built to have a good, strong game plan. If we execute this game plan, you know, there are some mismatches that we feel we could take advantage of, and we're going to. So I think that's kind of like, you know, the, the peak inside the team meeting room and, and go out there and let's play and let's see how it all unfolds. Kadri, appreciate you taking a few minutes today. Uh, Those are great stuff. Great to get a little bit uh, a look beyond enemy lines there. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Go Ravens. (laughs) (laughs) Kadri Ismail uh, hanging out with us on the HRP guest line. Super Bowl champion for the Ravens. So you kind of hints there. And that does pregame, postgame in uh, Baltimore, some TV work. He mentioned the Linderbaum thing, which we've talked about, like the Texans' interior offensive line. Is that a route you want to go? Like, did that kind of pique your interest? And I want to piggyback on that road conversation. The Texans have won three must-win games in a row. One of them was on the road, but that was in week 18, not in the postseason. Does that come in? Like, how much are you worried about going on the road on Saturday? And also, I think Jerry Jones got it right, shockingly, with Mike McCarthy. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5, because every day is Children's Day. It was a baby. She smothered her own baby.